Welcome to the Startup Smarter Podcast, the best audio show for people who are ready to turn their big ideas into big income. Each week, we explore effective business strategies, guest interviews, and success stories that will help transform the hard grind of starting a business into a smarter and more scalable experience. Here's your host, Joe Johnson. Welcome back to another episode of the Startup Smarter Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Johnson. And on today's podcast, we're going to be shaking things up a little bit and doing a listener question and answer episode where I'm going to be taking my time and sharing my personal thoughts on some of the things you guys are working on and going through as you're out there trying to grow your business, land more customers, and spread your influence with your awesome brands. But first, it's time for listener shout outs, where each week we'll select a random review and read it out loud on the show. Then we'll take those names and enter them into a drawing to win a special prize at the end of the month. Now, that being said, this week's shout out goes out to Ari Sticks, who writes, great tips for startups. I wish I had known some of this information when I did my startup years ago, but now I can use it moving forward. Thank you, Ari Sticks. I really appreciate it. It really means a lot, and I'll do my part to keep these episodes coming for you. Now, if you would like me to read what you write on the air, go ahead and head over to either iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave your review. That's all you have to do. All right, let's get into the show. Now, I'm going to answer three questions that were submitted to us on our website. I picked these questions specifically because they were complex and I wanted to take my time and go deep into each of my responses to these questions. And by doing so, I hope that you at home can get the most value from hearing the solutions that we come up with together. Our first question comes from Chris K. And Chris writes, I recently moved to California and I'm having a hard time finding clients for my business. I'm a videographer by trade and I specialize in making videos of amateur sports athletes who are looking to put together a demo reel in an effort to go pro. My question is, how do I raise my rates? Being that money is tight at the moment, I don't want to come into a negotiation with a number that's too high and will scare them away. I'm trying to keep the lights on over here. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. First off, Chris, thank you so much for the question. I appreciate you being brave enough to share your situation with us. And secondly, I love this question because many people that I work with go through this exact same thing, trying to find clients, right? Or trying to raise their rates. Okay, so as I think about this question, I'm seeing one thing that will make a big difference for you. So first off, let's talk about the obvious. You have to be good at whatever you're doing, selling, making to command higher rates. There is no way around this. But assuming that you've got the skill, what you need to be focusing 110% of your energy on right now is your positioning. Positioning is where you should be focusing. Now, positioning is how your customers, leads, and audience perceive you. So in short, do your customers perceive what you're offering as either high value or low value? Okay, that's really important. And thankfully, creating better positioning is easy to do. And I'll show you how to do that. So let's say on your website, someone is looking for this service or someone has heard of you through a referral. They go to your website and they're about to reach out to you. 
what they see is how they're perceiving you on the website. So let's use uh, the first example. Let's say it says something like, um, hey, my name is Chris and I sell videos, right? That's not a really good example. A lot of people sell videos. People on Craigslist sell videos. Now, example B, hey, my name's Chris and I capture, produce, and sell high quality videos of amateur athletes. It's close, but it's not good enough. Instead, let's tie the end result of what the client ultimately wants into what your positioning is, okay? So it should look like this. Hi, my name's Chris, and I make stunning showreels that help up-and-coming athletes go pro. See, that's really powerful because it takes what they want into account and puts it at the very top of how they perceive you. They want to become pro athletes, right? Your video is a stepping stone to making that happen. Now, they'll only perceive you as a person of high value and high quality when they understand that you are the person they need to reach out to to make that happen. So when you do this type of positioning of your services, it does a couple of things. You no longer are a commodity. You're not another person making videos. You are a very specific expert in your field and people are gonna to have to pay you for that value. And that leads into the second thing, which is you're seen as an expert within that niche and people will start to value your time a lot more, okay? And lastly, you now have the ability to increase your prices because your target customers knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are the person to solve their pain point. They want XYZ thing and you have told them from the very beginning through your positioning, I am the best person to solve that problem, okay? So that's how positioning works. And this is really important because you can put this on your website, you can put this in your email signature, just this one sentence. You can use it in your sales calls, negotiation, it positions you anytime you make contact with your audience you're trying to sell. So positioning will be something really effective that will be very, very helpful for you moving forward. All right, Chris, I hope that was helpful. And you know, do me a favor, go ahead, if you're not in the Facebook group yet, go over to uh, facebook.com forward slash startupsmarter.net, join the group. Then I want you to implement what we talked about in the next 30 days and give us an update on where you're at in the group in the next 30 days. Talk to us about how you've been able to raise your prices, close more deals because people are coming to you now by saying, oh, I heard that you help athletes go pro. So let us know what you're doing. Let's do this together and let's make sure that you get paid what you're worth, okay? Now, our next question comes from Grace Richards and she writes, Hey Joe, thank you for putting out such great podcast episodes. My question is how do I know that I'm executing on the right things? I still have my full-time job and I work on my side hustle in the morning and at night, but it often feels like most days I'm more busy than productive. The harder I work, the more exhausted I feel, but the results aren't there. Any tips on how to overcome this? So first off, let me say that I respect your hustle. If you're working a full-time job, working on the side, on your hustle, 
that's really hard to do. Nothing but respect for you. Now, when it comes to knowing exactly what to be working on, I actually take a lazy approach that might seem counterintuitive, but I tell you, it saves me a lot of headache when I'm putting together an action plan for my business. So what I do is I ask my customers, what do they want from me next? So let's say I send out a Facebook message or a post to my page or an email. It's going to say something like this. It's going to say, Hey everyone, thank you so much for your support. The team and I are doing some research and we'd like to get your feedback on something. So when it comes to you know whatever business industry that you're in, what's something that you wish was easier? Or flip it and say, what's one thing that you absolutely hate about it? And then I take that feedback and I start looking for trends in the responses. And then I take that data and then I see if we can make a product or service around what they just told you that they wanted. And I spend the next few months working towards launching that thing. I work it backwards, right? So if they want a new product that does XYZ feature, I then say, okay, my team and I, or just myself, I can make this happen in the next mm, four months. Then you work backwards. Okay, so in this month, I need to have this amount done right? It's a mini project. It's just like project management. You just work it backwards. And then every week you can use benchmarks to say, okay, am I moving towards that goal? Because doing it in this way gives me that clarity that I need when I log in every day. It also is the compass when I get off track. So I admit I do that sometimes. Like Joe, what does messing around with your website logo have anything to do with helping you towards the bigger goal of delivering what your customers want on time and before they go to your competitor. This makes decisions 10 times easier and clearer in my day to day. And again, I don't want this to be construed as, okay, Joe said I should work faster or harder. There's been a lot of talk around this idea of not giving yourself or your body enough time to sleep, rest, recover, recharge, because you're trying to you know, outwork everyone, right? Hustle, hustle all day. Listen, as long as you consistently, and the operative word here is consistently show up and you stay on track and deliver what your audience wants, you can't be beat, you will win. But do me a favor, be kind to yourself. Realize that you're learning along the way and that your focus should be shifting from expecting your business to produce some huge result like business XYZ that I see over here on the side. Instead, focus on falling in love with the process of growing this business and helping others along the way. That's how you make sure that you build something that you love going to every day. You don't build a business that you will end up resenting because you're trying to compare it to everyone else's business and all you see is how far you are behind. That's how you lose. That's how you build a business that you hate. Instead, fall in love with the process, love helping people, build things people want, and you'll build an environment, a workplace, a startup that people will love and they'll come back to again and again and again. I hope that was helpful. And like I told Chris earlier, you know, jump into the Facebook group, make those small adjustments that we talked about and give us an update in like 30 days. What's changed? Let's do it together. Cause I want to make sure that you're getting the biggest ROI for the energy you're giving to your business. Okay. All right. Our last question comes from Ryan Moore, who says, 
I have been told a thousand times over that I should be growing my email list. However, every time I try to ask people on my blog to subscribe to my email list, I only get a trickle of people to join my list. Any guidance on how I can get more people to my email list would be greatly appreciated. All right, so this is a really interesting question because I could talk about this ad nauseum. Uh, I love building email lists and I definitely absolutely 110% agree that you should be building an email list and not trying to build followers, tweets, likes, all that stuff are things and metrics that you can't control on properties that you don't control, okay? Instead, email addresses is a direct line of communication between you and your customer, okay? And that's really important. So I'm glad you asked me this question. Now, it could be something around framing. Uh, you're asking people to say, hey, join my email list, right? As you said, that's not really enticing enough for a person to say, all right, let's have a trade in value. Now, if you're giving great value, try doing something like uh, a content upgrade, which is really, really powerful if you have a blog. Let's say you have a travel blog, and in that travel blog, you're talking about places to visit in Asia, right? Now, as you're nearing the end of that blog post, just have a caption that says, hey, if you would like to have a one-page PDF of all the top 10 places you should visit in Asia, enter your email, and we'll go ahead and ship that out to your email address. So what they're getting is bonus value on top of the piece of content they're consuming right now. That is an equal exchange of value. And people that are, are giving email addresses away, like you and myself, we're not stupid. We realize what's happening. We're giving a person direct access into our email inbox, and that's really important. So instead of asking them to join another list, because everyone is on one too many lists, okay? Mention instead of saying, okay, join my email list, hey, here's something that will be a benefit to you. So it could be a PDF of the top places they can go. It could be a free tool that you put together. Uh, it could be access to a webinar. It could be a giveaway. Give people something of value. So that way they can say, yes, you can have access to my email inbox and I would love to go ahead and exchange you that value for my email address, which will be worth their weight in gold because they're saying, I am interested in the products and services in this market. And they're also gonna have a higher propensity to purchase something in the future if you make them an offer. So that's why building email lists are so important and that you control that conversation, okay? So that's really, really important. So again, focus on the framing focus on putting together a lead magnet. Super powerful stuff. It's gonna dramatically increase the number of people on your email list. And there's a lot of ways that you can take a lead magnet and then use it on different places outside of your website, outside of your blog. You can put it on your uh, social media. You can put it on your Instagram, Facebook, email, uh, website, blog, landing pages, uh, any kind of joint promotions that you do with people in similar fields, like the, the list is endless. So that way you can get people to say, hey, you know what, this person is an expert on XYZ topic. I love to learn more about what they're doing. Let me go over to their landing page. They get the lead magnet and then boom, they're on your email list. 
again, really, really powerful stuff. And I hope that makes sense. All right. That does it for this episode of the Startup Smarter Podcast. If you would like to submit a question to be answered on the next upcoming episode, please head over to startupsmarter.net and under podcast, you'll see a button that says, ask your podcast questions. And lastly, before you leave, I had a question for you. Are you subscribed to the podcast? If you are, just know that I appreciate you and I look forward to chatting with you on our next episode. However, if you aren't yet, I want to encourage you to subscribe today. And to sweeten the deal, I wanted to mention that we're running a contest right now that's about to end in the next couple of days over at startupsmarter.net forward slash contest. Now, go ahead, go over there, get all the details and enter into the contest. Again, that is startupsmarter.net forward slash contest. All right, my friends, that wraps up episode number 10 of the Startup Smarter Podcast. This is Joe Johnson signing off, and I'll see you in the next episode.